StatsCan is out today saying the average Canadian household using a record 14.9, basically 15% of its disposable income to meet debt obligations. Just how concerning is that? Let's welcome in personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk. She joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Rabina, nice to speak with you again. Nice to speak to you, Jeff. All right. Uh, just give us some perspective, if you can. 15% on average of our income, disposable income, is now going to meet our debt obligations. As a financial expert, is that concerning? Is that worrying to you? Well, it's concerning because the number is creeping up. That means if you take home every two weeks $1,000 after tax, uh, about $150 of that is going towards servicing your debt. And then the rest of the money that you have left over is going to pay for your rent, your food, your transportation. So it's more and more money is eating into the things that you have to spend all the time to, to run your life um, because, one, interest rates have gone up, so people's mortgage payments have gone up a little bit. And if you have a line of credit, a variable rate on that as well. So those payments have gone up. So it, it is worrying that Canadians may be still carrying the same amount of debt, being prudent, not taking more debt on, but that debt's just getting more expensive. And just for some perspective, this measure apparently is just a whisker below the record high level that was reached near the end of 2017. So if we're concerned about uh, debt, that it's uh, creeping up, uh, what are Canadian consumers, uh, what do they need to do, Rubina? Well, we know that interest rates eventually do have to go up. Uh, now the indication is is that maybe that's not going to happen in 2019. The economy has almost slowed to a stop at the end of 2018. That's what the GDP numbers showed. Uh, it's showing that business uh, sentiment is down. So businesses may not be hiring people. They may not be giving the raises that they, they were maybe expected to give. So for those reasons, those people who are hanging on to mortgages uh, that are variable rates don't have to worry as much because it doesn't look like interest rates are going up. But you should still be taking advantage of the fact that interest rates are still near record lows, making lump sum payments, accelerating your biweekly payments, and for goodness sake, not taking on more debt. Because eventually you have to pay that money back. And if interest rates start to go up, then maybe this is the average, that 14.9% number. I mean, maybe you're in a situation where 2025, 30% of your after-tax income is going uh, straight towards servicing your debt. Well, I was going to ask you that if uh, 15% is concerning, uh, what is for you like a unacceptable level? Is it that like quarter mark, 25% of, of your income, if that's going to meet debt, you've got real problems? Yeah, I think that if you're getting creeping close to like the 20, 25 percent um, and, you know, all you have to do is look at your mortgage statement. We all have our annual mortgage statements right now. Um, we can see clearly how much money goes towards servicing that mortgage and how much money goes towards actually paying your house down. I mean, that's a good, clear indication of how interest really eats up a huge portion of our income. And so that's true also for your credit card. You don't get an annual statement with your credit card, but you can also look at, you know, the interest that you're paying on your credit card if you are carrying a balance. Uh, you don't want to be in that kind of situation where, uh, it's the same thing with housing. You don't want to be in a situation where 50% of what you make is going towards paying your housing costs, so your mortgage and your heating. Uh, you want to keep your numbers low so that when interest rates go up, when cost, cost of living goes up, that you can absorb that, and that it's not something that puts you in a position where all of a sudden you have to borrow more in order just to get by. All right, you mentioned interest and interest rates a moment ago. Also part of this survey, the growing share of Canadians' income, 7.3%, the most in nine years, is going towards just paying interest charges. So what do Canadians need to do there? I've always heard about consolidating your debt, uh, getting uh, those credit cards, paying them off, and getting a uh, 
uh, a loan from a uh, much lower interest rate uh, provider? So the two things I always tell people when they're trying to pay down all different types of debt in different places, like say you've got credit card, you've got line of credit, maybe you've got borrowed money from a friend, maybe you've got a utility bill that's overdue that's also incurring uh, charges and fees, is you need to look at what your personality is when it comes to paying debt down. There's a snowball method and an avalanche method. The snowball method is you list all your debts. Uh, this is uh, one that was made famous by Dave Ramsey, a personal finance, they call him guru, let's call him personal finance expert in the United States. So in Snowball Method, you list all your, your debts down from smallest to largest. So maybe I owe you, Jeff, $10. So I pay you 10 bucks back and I strike that off my list. The next person I, you know, next down the list is my utility bill, $150. Pay that off, strike it off my list. It makes people feel like like a snowball. They're building momentum. They're getting their debts paid down. Of course, still servicing all their debts at a minimum so that nothing goes into arrears. The other way, which is what I like better because it saves more money, is that you list your debts from most expensive to least expensive. So the credit card probably first, maybe then, you know, unsecured line of credit, then a line of credit that is secured, then your mortgage, and you start tackling it from the top. So you pay that credit card off first because it's costing you the most. Once that's paid off, you keep that same momentum going, use those payments and pay the rest of the debt down. That's what's going to save you money and get you out of debt faster. Um, But whatever works for you, put yourself in a position, think about what your personality is and what's going to work best for you and tackle it that way. All right. As we talk about Canadians using a record nearly 15% of their disposable income to meet debt obligations, do we need to kind of correct course here, a bit of a paradigm shift? And by that, I mean, Rabina, that there's certain debt that maybe is unavoidable or is even good debt, such as your mortgage or a house, which is the biggest investment most people will ever make. And then there's that bad debt that people are buying things on impulse. And it's this whole mindset that uh, I deserve it, that I work hard and I deserve this and I deserve it now. I mean, to be blunt, most people don't deserve it, and they definitely don't deserve it now. I mean, a lot of people are, uh, you know, put stuff on their credit card because they think, I had a really tough day at work. But if you only have $200 in your bank account and you just spent $500 on a coat, you don't deserve it. You don't, you should not be buying, and you shouldn't be buying a $500 item if you only got 200 bucks in your bank account as it is because you got to have some money, you know, left for emergencies and other things in your life. Um, definitely, we need to check ourselves. And I think you know, Canadians have been fed this idea that mortgage is good debt. And that's why people have gone and bid, especially back in 2017, where that market was really hot, bid, you know, hundred, two hundred, $300,000 over asking, because it's good debt. It's fine. I can go into this debt and I have an asset. But now all of a sudden prices are coming down. How good does that debt feel? Well, you're, you know, you're sitting in a house that two years ago you, you got for X amount and you couldn't sell it for that much, that much right now. So make sure that when you buy a house, that you, they're already going to stress test you by adding two percentage points to whatever offer they're giving you, by making sure that you can make payments as interest rates rise. Why not just go in and do four percentage points? And so if they're offering you 3%, go in and see if you could pay your mortgage as if it was 7%. So that's really going to build in a lot of insurance to make sure that you know that no matter what happens in the next five to 10 years, you can at least make your mortgage payments and you deserve that house because you can, you can afford it even if prices go up, or rather interest rates go up. All right, just finally, and that was my last question about interest rates. So you mentioned the economy has been uh, slowing down a bit uh, end of 2018 here into 2019. For those that do find themselves in that uh, 15% of disposable income being used to service uh, debt, uh, how concerned should they be? Do you see in the horizon interest rates uh, going up uh, further? 
So the indication now is that we're not going to see the Bank of Canada raise interest rates, at least for the, for the next couple of announcements. So that could take us at least into the middle of the summer. Uh, there was one point where we were thinking that interest rates might go up four times in 2019. That's not going to be the case. I mean, the United States, we're still, you know, our trade relationship with them is still tenuous. Uh, we don't know what's happening globally with a lot of different things. Brexit, China's re- trade relationship with the United States. And we know, like I mentioned before, business sentiment and housing prices have slowed down. So all of that tells the Bank of Canada this is not the time to raise rates. Um, you know, a lot of Canadians are going to sources to pay their bills. Like they're, they're taking money out of their RSP. They're, you know, they're cashing in an asset so they can pay it. So if you're in that situation where you're looking at your long-term savings as a way to pay your day-to-day bills, you've got to really think seriously. Can I afford the house that I live in? Should I own two cars? Should I think of a different way to get to and from work? I mean, that's just reality. I mean, if you're driving to and from work and complaining that you can't pay your bills, the number one thing you can do is get yourself onto a train or a bus and save yourself money because you won't be, you know, spending a lot getting yourself uh, repairing your car and paying for gas. Yeah, you know, humbly, I thought I was having a pretty good show today, so I was going to get a latte later, but I'm now rethinking it. I think you can afford a latte. Okay. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. I think you're okay. Rabina, thanks as always. A pleasure. Thank you. Bye. There goes personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed-Hawk with us.